Good morning, Matt. Good morning, Steve. How you doing? Not too bad. Not too bad. You? Uh, all right. Today is uh, well. This week is my daughter's birthday, so today is kind of our oh, nice. Yeah, it's the this is the weekend we're gonna like celebrate and stuff. So lots of fun activities planned. Oh, what game did you get her? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's funny. She's actually so so. I think when we had kids, like everyone knowing me thought I was going to like kind of push all my interests on her. So she'd be like, so into games and so into, you know, whatever, all this stuff. And I really haven't, I mean, you know, I, 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 whatever, like introduce things I like and, and when they kind of, they being both kids, um, kind of like maybe seem interested in something I might, uh, uh, continually introduce it. But for the most part, I'm not really like making them these crazy eighties kids or anything. But, uh, the one thing that I guess kind of stuck um, is Transformers for some reason, like the original old Transformers. Hmm. Uh, so basically what happened is um, whenever we brush their teeth, uh, nowadays it's okay, but it used to be just hell trying to get them to brush their teeth. So we started like just showing them like a YouTube video while we brush their teeth right. um, to get them to actually calm down and let us brush their teeth. And so like when it was me doing the teeth brushing, I pull out my phone and then you know you load up youtube and whatever is in your history would just pop up so i think i had watched some stupid whatever some something from the movie or something and they saw it there and were like well what's that and so i was like oh it's well let's just watch it and so they just got caught on watching transformers movies or like uh, little scenes from the show or whatever on youtube so anyway they <laughs> like my daughter actually got into that which is really weird almost but uh so uh for her birthday we got a few things but but Amusingly, one of them is a <laughs> reproduction of uh, the old jazz toy. I don't know if you watched Transformers <laughs> or remember or care, but anyway, I find it kind of really weird, I guess, but she's pretty into that character. So that's one, I guess, fun from my perspective toy that she's getting. Yeah, I was, I don't know, not super into it. It was like something that was on TV. So I think I did watch it a little bit between the ages of like... I don't know, three and six or something. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, I don't really remember anything really other than like Optimus Prime and Megatron themselves. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny because the movie is, is uh, I mean, you know, it's aimed at kids. It's like very much a kid's movie, but it's fun. Like I can watch it now and be like, okay, cool, sure. But um, the TV show, like I was watching it with them, uh, them being my kids man <laughs> it's one of those uh i mean i think most people must remember it with rose tinted glasses for sure because it's definitely not not the most revisitable as an adult we'll say. I, I, don't, I don't know you say it's for kids but i'd, I'd argue that that shia labeouf movie is not really for kids <laughs> yeah right a little bit violent yes well that is not uh not a series we've particularly indulged in yeah it's 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 odd um with my kid, so our, our kids are pretty close to the same age. Mine's been six for a while. Um, hmm. well, for whatever reason, when he was younger, like in the before times, before the pandemic, <laughs> uh, he would uh, he would watch uh, Paw Patrol mostly. Uh, mm -hmm. there, there was a couple other shows, Puff and Rock. Like he he really liked stuff that was like animals mm -hmm. focused. Uh, he almost never watches any cartoons now like i i feel like he hasn't watched a cartoon basically since the pandemic started wow. which which was like 
over a year ago. Um, and like, I'll try, like I've tried to get him to watch Ninja Turtles or, or something like, and he, he finds that scary and he just doesn't want to watch it. <laughs> That's funny. My, my son is like very much like, like he won't stay still. Like he's that kind of personality. Um, my daughter can just, I don't know, sit in front of a TV for hours and hours if we let her. So we, we do let her, like we have the, um, the Japanese TV channels. Uh, and so we let her watch or well, we're not like crazy about being strict on stuff, but she does watch uh, like Doraemon and like all mm. the big you know classic uh, TV shows. It's kind of her thing. Um, otherwise, yeah, I don't know. I don't, we're not like a big, big cartoon family, I guess. Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I've attempted it uh, and I just can't get him. Like the, uh, we, I've actually got like a list of movies that we've watched because when he was like two, I think, we watched the, his first movie together. We watched uh, Finding Dory mm-hmm. and and he absolutely loved it, even though he fell asleep partway through. And then there's been like a couple others that we've watched, like Zootopia. Uh, he really liked Frozen and Frozen 2. Mm-hmm. Um, his absolute favorite movie uh, is uh, Kiki's Delivery Service. <laughs> We've watched and, Totoro, like, I mean, oh man, fifty times maybe. I'm pretty yeah, sure it's committed to both kids' memories. Well, I think I think he's watched Totoro twice, maybe, but he's watched Kiki like <laughs> probably ten times or so, and it's like for some reason he has it in his mind right now that he doesn't want to watch any movies. Like whenever we're like, mm-hmm. oh man. You know, we should watch um, Whisker Away or The Cat Returns or or something. He's just like, no, let's just watch Kiki. Yeah. Uh, and he and it's just like, if we're not gonna bend and watch Kiki, he's not gonna watch anything. Uh, <laughs> Doesn't want to risk having it not as good an experience. Yeah, maybe. Um, <laughs> so it was interesting. Like I was visiting my parents during the the pandemic, and uh, we we sat down, uh, my mom and dad and myself and kid all watched kiki together (laughs) i think that's the first uh animated movie my mom's watched since uh you were born uh, well pretty much if if it wasn't one that i worked on personally yeah she hasn't seen it (laughs) that's funny that's funny yeah uh not exactly related but just on the kiki note um that's actually one of my i think of the ghibli movies it's my wife's favorite movie Hmm. so she tried to get our kids into it and they've seen it. It's it just never stuck. It's not it's not a Totoro for them, I guess. Yeah, it's it's well. I mean, I think where I said my kid is like he doesn't want to watch Ninja Turtles because it's scary. It's like I think that's the thing with movies is that almost every movie I can think of has like this high stakes aspect to it where it's like there's the setup, the conflict, the climax, and the mm-hmm. resolution, and it's mm-hmm. like there's there's got to be some tense moment in it, and and. It doesn't matter how big that is. He's generally afraid of it. And it's like Kiki doesn't really have that. I mean, there's the there's the uh, there's the I mean, blimp. I, I don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it. But <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, there's like the blimp. But that's not really happening to Kiki herself. That's happening to someone else. And she's just like finally like learning to mm-hmm. get her own inner strength to, to help out the situation. But she it's takes like scary falls. Yeah, but I don't know. It's it's not quite the same as like uh, you know, Spirited Away, where it's like this kind yeah. of horror moment with your, your yeah. parents turning into pigs and stuff. And yeah, I mean, I've I've seen a bit of that with my kids. They definitely scare super easy. Um, I think that's mostly, as far as I can tell, not 
as much a thing as it was like a couple of years ago, but um, I would argue probably uh, Totoro is the one that like really just has no frightening scenes at all. Yeah, yeah, it's just like a a chill story right through to the end. So yeah, yeah, he uh, he found uh, Finding Nemo too scary to yeah the shark the shark yeah exactly yeah it's all dark and fast no my kids that freaked them out that's a big uh hide behind the couch moment for sure yep yeah um Mm -hmm. so yeah he he's not really into he does watch a lot of youtube uh there's uh, i I don't get the appeal personally like he watches a lot of streamers uh and he watches a lot of like parents forcing their kids to open up toys every week and, and what? <laughs> there's like this weird culture on youtube where it's like rich people will buy like every thomas the tank engine toy and then put them into a giant paper mache egg and then the kid has to break open the egg and they film their kids and put them yeah. on <laughs> what? yeah so it's like, i'm happy i'm i'm out of touch with everything it's it's weird it's like we're constantly having discussions with him about like uh you know this is wasteful and you, you shouldn't just like have consume toys and stuff nonstop. and uh it's it's weird to, to be lecturing my kid about the content that he's watching and it's yeah it's 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 so hard it's like i can't really find any filters on like how how do i block a channel and prevent mm-hmm. that one channel from coming up you'd think there'd be something i mean i just don't know yeah yeah i don't know uh my kids are as far as youtube goes they're really into and it's also wasteful and i also don't understand the appeal at all but um those uh you might have seen them videos where you make slime have you seen Mm, yep yep i i like some of them are like 40 minutes long yeah and i'm bored in 40 seconds seconds. (laughs) yeah like i don't i totally 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 don't get the appeal but you know for kids i guess it's colorful every time they bring out a new object to mix it's interesting maybe and seeing this stuff bubble around but like i'm watching it like and then once it's done they want to either watch another one or watch the same one yeah yeah. (laughs) like (laughs) come on yeah Yeah. uh, so i don't know i i i I guess i feel lucky in the sense that like uh, my interest has been gaming um and i started doing that with him fairly early on just because i got sick of reading like the same book over and over and over (laughs) i I wanted to get something that was like puzzle solving and stuff as Mm -hmm. well Mm -hmm. yep so so, like some of the first games that i can remember playing with them were like point and click adventure stuff like lumino city and machinarium which were like i don't know quite quite simple games Mm -hmm. um but it's the classic point and click adventure stuff where it's like you you kind of pixel hunt for stuff and pick up an item and then figure out where to use it and and whatnot and i i was pretty surprised because we were doing that when i think he hadn't turned three yet Mm -hmm. um and he was already like standing up next to the tv and like telling me what to look for and he was sometimes finding stuff that i wasn't finding Excellent. I mean, I think any game that has the potential to kind of build on those basic skills and get kids really interested in having fun without scaring them is going to yeah. be like an awesome thing. Um, this seems to have been something you've been very uh, uh, successful at, I guess. Yeah. Um, getting your kid, like, I don't know, involved in social gaming with you. So I'm very curious uh, for your whole process since he was playing those games all the way to now. Um, yeah. I mean, that, that that's largely what it was it was like i don't know maybe trying to bring him up to my level a little bit because i didn't 
like I was bored out of my mind sitting there with his Thomas the Tank Engine trains making train sounds on on the tracks and stuff. Like I didn't <laughs> want to be spending my time doing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I, I, I hear you. Yes, I hear you. So I don't know. I I would cater to that now and then because he's a, a kid and that sort of stuff is is fun for him. But mm-hmm. uh, I I tried getting him in, interested in the stuff that I was interested in so that I it, we could have mutual enjoyment. Mm-hmm. Um. And yeah, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm looking. I've, I've written down all the games that we've beaten together, and it's like we've played through 46 games together. <laughs> That's insane. I, I haven't even played through that many games probably since my kids have been born. I'm sure, like alone or in any capacity. Yeah, it's, it's like, you know, when he was going on three, we played through three games together, and, and at that point, like two of them were point and clicks, um, and it, it was largely him telling me what to do. And then we went with an Ubisoft game called Grow Home. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, but uh, you're a robot who has to, you, your ship has like, I don't know, you're trying to recultivate your planet or something. So you're on this planet and you're trying to find samples of plants and scanning them so that uh, you have a record of them and can bring the, that back to your own planet. Okay. Um, and it's like this, you know, you, it starts off at like ground level on an island. And if you go into the water, you fall apart and then you just immediately respawn next to your little teleporter machine. And so you're finding seeds and bringing it to your teleporter machine. And when you've got enough, there's like a giant plant that uh, you can uh, start growing. And as it grows up into the sky, it unlocks new horizontal levels that you can go to and explore. And you're constantly making that thing go up vertically until you, you get to your ship and, Hopefully you've collected all the seeds and stuff, but it, it was a 3D game and there's like no enemies in it. It's it's all just right. like plants and cute little creatures and, and there's like no challenges other than just like controlling your character. And this is a game you played with him when you said it before he was three. Yeah. Um, so he, he couldn't do much with it at that point. Like mm-hmm. he was excited to get the controller in his hand and make the thing move. And he would just like spin the, camera around and like that was enough for him to like have fun and then he'd eventually give the controller to me because he knew that i could actually control it and he was excited to watch me and he would tell me where things are so that i would go get them so Mm. it's almost like he's playing the game by just telling me what to do gotcha you're like his proxy yeah you're his interface to the game i'm gonna that was kind of my question like a a three-year-old um I mean, in my experience with my kids (laughs) i mean even now they're not exactly good at any games yeah, so a three-year-old is very, uh, yeah, maybe <laughs> a little harder to like have being in there taking part. Well, there's this weird thing that I see on like Reddit and Twitter and stuff where a lot of gamer dads will give their kid a second controller and like just tell them, "Oh yeah, you're you're playing along," but like the controller's not even plugged in, and it's, it's like, like a big joke. Yeah, yeah, it's like a big joke, and I never wanted to like prank my kid like that. Like I wanted him to enjoy the experience and and play with me, right? So, yep. I, I I was never like trying to do like Mario Kart while he watches. Like I was trying to pick stuff that was like suitable for him that like he could pick up the controller and actually try to do something and not like feel bad. So my question, my question is, um, what level of involvement do you aim for? Like, there's those games where like there's kind of a second player option, but they just mm-hmm. don't really do too too much maybe mm-hmm. like i'm thinking actually like mario galaxy for example where like the second yeah. player can collect the stars and then there's the games where like second player is really uh, like involved but maybe 
doesn't actually need to accomplish anything. It's like, say, a Double Dragon game where you could be beating up everybody and the second player could be wandering in circles, and, but they're actually playing. Like, how do you how do you balance that? Well, we do a combination. Uh, like I said, the first two were kind of ones where he's telling me what to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, then by the time he was three, we got into a game called Staxel, which mm-hmm. I had gotten as like a, part of a humble bundle thing. And it's like a... That's a farming game or whatever. Yeah, it's like a voxel-based thing, kind of like Minecraft, where you can mm-hmm. build stuff and, and break stuff apart. And, and it's also kind of like Harvest Moon, where you've got a farm and you, you plant crops and then harvest them and sell them. But it, it, it does, it's casual. Like, there's no time limit to the game. It just goes as long as you feel like playing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was one that was one of the first ones that he was playing and he would actually play uh like he didn't do anything really but he you know built up the motor skills that he was moving the character around where he wanted it he was like running and jumping and his favorite thing to do at that point was just pick flowers Mm -hmm. so like he didn't like build the farm he just like wandered around the countryside picking flowers (laughs) Yeah, I mean, whatever's fun, right? Yeah. Play the game in the way you like it. Um, and then if he actually wanted to do anything, like he'd hand the controller back to me and like tell me, like, let's, we got to build our house up. We got to build a house for the neighbor or whatever. And okay. and that's that's something he started when he was three. And like we were still playing that like just like two months ago. Like he actively wants to revisit that and, and continue building up. Like we're building cafes and stuff in it. Like we, <laughs> built, we built a giant treetop cafe. And we built like a giant uh, 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 home for someone inside of a mountain, decorated with glow in the dark mushrooms and glow in the dark water and stuff. And uh, but right from on. that, uh, we started with like banjo kazooie, like uh, the old one. Yeah, the, yeah, the the original banjo kazooie. Like I w- would play that, and he would tell me where everything was, like as a proxy. And then after that, we went on to Mario Odyssey. Mm-hmm. And that, I guess, is kind of where it becomes like the two-player experience for us. Um, yeah, where was... he's like the collecting the stars or playing with the hat thing or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that was a, a really fun one because like you're Mario and he's the hat and he can spin around and collect coins and he can also help you jump higher. So right on. Uh, it was it was fun that like we would play chase where he would like spin around and I would have to try to catch him and. Which is impossible because the hat is faster than Mario. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, that that was, I guess, the first co-op game for us was that one, and he yeah, loved it. We've a hundred percent collected everything in the game, I think, three times. Wow. Uh, which I, you know, I, that's not my favorite thing, but it's it's hard to say no when he's like so excited to do it. Yeah. Um, probably the next one by the time he turned four uh, was Yoshi's Crafted World on the Switch. And that's like a, a a standard 2D platformer game kind of. Uh, it's two player, like you, you, simultaneous co op. So you're each controlling a Yoshi at the same time. That Is game. That... Oh, okay, no, I'm I'm thinking. So there was a, a Kirby game where you're like made out of yarn, and I think this is was that that was like the Yoshi game that's kind of a little like different. Well, in a similar vein, isn't it? Yeah, it's like, me... it stemmed from that. Like the the. There was a Yoshi one like that on the 3DS, um, which we've played, and that's not two-player. Like, that's just, a, you know, it's on the 3DS. Mm-hmm. Um, and that borrowed from the same Kirby aesthetic where everything is made out of yarn and stuff. And then uh, I guess they 
took that aesthetic and and ran with it for the Yoshi's Crafted world. So um, everything is crafted, not necessarily yarn. Um, like there's lots of paper cutouts and everything. The aesthetic mm. to the game is is fantastic. Like they did a really nice job of of doing it. Um, oh. That game was really really well designed, in my opinion, uh, because like my kid was four and we were able to play that all the way through and um they've got different difficulty settings for it Mm. and and they've actually got a a few variances on that i think so the the first thing is that you can change between single player and two player at any time like midway through the level you can change oh okay Uh, so you can effectively shut off the second player yeah so like whenever we're at a boss and he found it scary he would shut off his player and i would just have to do the boss by myself Okay. They've they've also got it like once the once it is second player, um, whenever the second player dies, like you don't have lives, mm-hmm. so you just like turn into an egg and kind of float around, I think, and then the other Yoshi can catch you. So whenever he would fall in a pit, for example, he never felt really punished by it. I was able to rescue him, and he was able to just keep playing. He doesn't have like a timeout period. The, the, the timeout period is like five seconds or something. Yeah, that's what I mean. He doesn't get stuck watching you play for the rest of the level. Or yeah. So yeah. it it felt like something he could keep doing, and and then I guess there's another difficulty setting where you can ma- let Yoshi fly. So as long as you are holding the jump button, you'll do a little flutter that kind of bobs up and down a, a few pixels, and mm-hmm. so like mm-hmm. classic but, Yoshi thing. So there are no pits that you can't get across even if your jumping skills suck because you can stay in the air infinitely and they oh, also okay yeah and, and they also added a, a little trick to that where if you time it right not only can you stay in the air infinitely but you can gain height yep okay so like even if you fall and you don't catch yourself until you're at the bottom of the pit you can time it and work your way up and it's it's like improving your timing skills with pressing the button so even even on failure, you're getting better at the game. So it sounds like it was designed for your exact use case of <laughs> parent and uh, yeah, like maybe not so skilled. Little yeah, kid. Oh, yeah, yeah and, and I guess it's a, another way that they help out with that is that you can eat each other. So if there is like a jump that he's struggling with, I can like mm-hmm. eat him and carry him past the jump and then spit him back out. Gotcha. Yep. Um, you guys like share eggs like if i eat him i would steal all his eggs that he had trailing behind him that he uses as a weapon uh so then there's like this little competitive aspect with each other where like you can steal each other's eggs and he found that hilarious (laughs) um you can unlock costumes like armor that you can get and so like the common ones like let you take an extra hit without dying and then like the rare ones let you take five extra hits without dying and okay. you, you don't have to wear the armor. So like yeah, if I'm finding it a little bit boring, I don't have to choose armor, but he can like use the, the super rare one and stay in the game longer. Like there was a lot of options to make the game easy. Right. Um, and so it was perfect as a four-year-old. He loved that game. And it was, a, it was easy enough that once he got skilled, like uh, his his grandmother came over who's never played a video game ever and so she was playing this with him and he's able to like coach her along with it right on <laughs> whereas like he'd never be able to do that with like the original mario brothers right like it's like different times yeah it's it's like totally different level of punishment that you get out of it so yeah i think 
I mean, it's not like I remember, but I feel like, like definitely in terms of accessibility and things like basically like everything you're talking about, things have gotten way, way better. I think there was an element of like, I mean, again, maybe this is probably like a rose colored view of the past, but everyone has this, there's almost this joke on the internet about how since games were way harder back then, harder being just less well designed really <laughs> but but um since they were so much harder back then we were all like these hardcore gamers and now everyone has it so easy like you see that kind of meme every now and then right mm. which is weird to me because i grew up in those past times and whenever i try and play some game online i just get destroyed by all the masters that are, like live on the internet yeah. but um i don't know I, I feel like i don't remember being bad at mario <laughs> if that makes sense I do. Like, yeah okay well I, I feel like when it's like the early 90s and the only thing in your house is Mario one or whatever, and you have no yeah. friends and you just play it every week and you get good yeah. fast. Right? It's not like these were better times, but they're just, I don't know. That's my, my, I, 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 I remember really not enjoying that game because we didn't quote unquote have a Nintendo. We would mm-hmm. rent one. So it's like once every couple months or, or something, we would rent it and then we would rent Mario and I would still suck at it. Cause you know, it's, <laughs> there's no time to get good at it when you're not playing it. That's funny. So it's like when you've rented this game like three times over like a six month period and you're still like dying at world four, it's just like, come on, can I, can I <laughs> yeah. please do something else? I mean, I think that that's a very different experience than I'll, I'll say most people, if you will, who basically just got the game and just played it constantly. And at some yeah. point it becomes like a, a, mind, a pattern in your mind and your reflexes are just, I don't know, they just adjust to how the game is built and you can just clear it out pretty quick. Yeah, I guess maybe I'm just talking up my ass. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, we will concede that uh, uh, design for accessibility is something that has come a long way. Um, it sounds like you're a big fan of this Yoshi game. Yeah, it was it was really fun. Like, there's there's a lot of games like that. Like, I I was I didn't get a Wii or a Wii U mm-hmm. um, or an N64. <laughs> like, I I nintendo and super nintendo were the first consoles that i had and i really enjoyed the games but in the sony era i really got more into jrpgs and and uh, nintendo kind of stopped being the machine for that so i stopped it stopped being the machine for me mm-hmm. um so i wouldn't have even had a switch i don't think if i had a kid uh, if you had not had a kid yeah like like i was really like again, like the Final Fantasy VII remake came out, and I knew that was on PlayStation Four. I was really, really thinking hard about whether or not I should get a, a PS4 Pro a few years ago, mm-hmm. um, and and I was like kind of on the fence about doing that. And then my wife gave me a Switch for my birthday, and I was like, okay, well now that I've got You're this, like, oh, I'm not going to get a PlayStation Four. Like I'm going to use the console I had. It's not necessarily what I was thinking of getting, but I'm going to enjoy it. And I feel like there's been so many games that I've played on that with my kid that it's it's just been like, like my kid's totally going to have the same impression that like Nintendo is like the best system to have because it's got so many things that he loves on it. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. I, which, uh... is, which is funny because a lot of games now are available on multiple things. Like half the stuff he's played, he could have played it on anything else. Yeah, yeah. There's something about the Switch. It's just it's a very accessible system too. It was actually one of my questions I, I had in mind for you, since you've done a lot more kind of um, uh, playing with your kids. Is like, mm-hmm. as far as systems, like I mean, I'm thinking like say handheld versus the home mm-hmm. setup. Like, is there is there kind of a setup that works better for you? Um, like you're talking about how the Switch has worked in terms of like the games that you play for it, but mm-hmm. do you find that like he enjoys that more than like sitting down on the couch to p- play the PlayStation or not really. 
Well, we, uh, um, no, there's, there are, there are games that he's played on both. Uh, uh, and, and so he acknowledges it. Like if he wants to play Astro's Playroom, that's on the PlayStation five. That's what he needs to play. And, and for him, it's, it's no different. It's, but like when he wants to play Mario Odyssey, like that's the switch, that's, that's Mm -hmm. what you go to. So he hasn't expressed that he prefers one controller over the other. Like he's used an Xbox, a PlayStation and a, and a switch controller and and likes them all equally. The thing that he does like is uh, there's like a little uh, holster thing that you can get for your switch where you can put the two joy cons in and, and use it like as a controller instead of, two independent hands yep um and so you know if he's playing mario party or something like that that's what he wants to use is is to put the controller in like that whereas if we're playing mario odyssey he's always used it as the joy con so that's what he wants is just the single joy con right on right on interesting interesting well if i can inject with my own tidbits a little bit here um Mm -hmm. uh, i think so my situation is a little different we have two kids and it's very hard to like um, be doing something with one kid while the other kid is off doing something else kind Mm -hmm. of situation. And so like with games, like even say the Yoshi game, I don't know if there's a three player option, for example, right? Like it kind of parent and one kid that that situation is less likely to work out well (laughs) since the two kids will just fight over that second player position. And so um, in terms of like the, the gaming I've been doing with them, I, I tend to look for games that, uh, uh, are like maybe two player, but so easy that even they can mm. just both kind of just play them without me having to guide the experience constantly. Or at the very least, I can kind of sit back and they play, and then when they get stuck, I can step in and, and help. Um, or uh, I, I'd say the age that they're at right now, Yoshi's Crafted would definitely be a good one for that that they could both play. You think that the older, <laughs> the six year old could could run with the player one role? Yeah, like it's. I mean, it's I think a, you're it's judging on <laughs> your I'm, own. I'm judging based ability. on, yeah, I'm, I'm judging based on his own ability. But like, he yeah. was playing it when he was four, right? So, in the two P role. Well, I mean, yeah. I'm just, I'm thinking like, uh, I mean, I think you've played the same game too, but the um, the Untitled Goose game for yeah, you. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's there's some difficulties, like especially my my three year old. Um, he can kind of get lost with all the buttons, and so like when when your goose right. needs to like duck under something, like I need to be like, okay, here's the button you hold, just try and remember that, and you can go under. But for the most part, I can kind of. I can be that third person just watching, make sure, making sure it goes okay, <clears throat> and yeah. then they can just play. And even though I'm sick to death of that game because I want to play it so often, <laughs> I mean, man, imagine watching the same movie that you're not really that interested in like 50 times. Like it's just, ah. But, yeah. but I mean, they enjoy it, and they seem yeah. to be kind of learning stuff and figuring things out. And it's exactly that kind of game that is like not scary, yeah. pretty chill, kids can play it, it's funny, they're laughing. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that's been a really good one for us. Um, and then the other thing I wanted to uh, mention, um, like, I, I'm with you. I certainly wouldn't just hand them a controller and say, like, you guys are playing too, trust me, um, and, like, prank my kids. Yeah. I, I try to avoid the situation of, like, I'm playing and they're watching. Yeah. Because there's nothing, yeah, there's nothing for them, even though they seem to, like, drive for that a little bit. I mean, you know, they're kids and they just want something to watch sometimes, right? Um, uh, so, like, if I'm trying to play some game where maybe like I kind of let them take the lead, but I'll step in and kind of help with the hard parts. Yeah. If I'm not careful, I'll find myself just playing because they seem they're That's almost like what they're satisfied with when it's just too difficult. Like I think yeah. that's a sign of having picked a game that's not really working because it's like, they just can't consistently have fun with it. If they're constantly mm-hmm. handing the controller back to me. 
But um, one thing I've found is like, I mean, you probably remember my ridiculous game room. There's like enough systems everywhere. Mm-hmm. So I have like a lot of handheld systems. So I have like the DS, I have a 3DS, I have a Switch. And sometimes they'll each play one of those systems. And so they can kind of find a one player game that's fun. Mm-hmm. And then um, since there's two kids, either they fight over the one system or they each grab a system and grab a game they like. And so like my daughter's been playing a lot of um, uh, Animal Crossing. Right. And my wife had a save game that she had been playing. So my daughter will just load that up and see that it's mama in the game and then go around and like do all these things and have a lot of fun with it. And she's at the stage too, where she can like, again, I can't believe how, how quick reading skill improves in a child yeah. age four to six goes from zero to like, wow, but she can just play the game. Like I could just not be there and she can just play everything from, from, from age uh, five and 11 months to six and four months. There's just <laughs> Yeah, been an explosive crazy. difference crazy. in his reading yeah crazy and uh, like in two languages even for my daughter like I, yeah. I can't believe how well she can do that it just anyway kids are crazy but um uh that's her and then uh my son has been playing uh nintendogs if you yeah. remember that <laughs> it's just so dumb right you're just you have the stick and you're poking the dogs and, and like bring them on walks and stuff um that was a bigger challenge at first i mean he's younger and you can't really read like you need to read to know what's going on and yeah there's a lot of pop-ups and a lot of menus and stuff but he's gotten used to it like he knows where the like where yeah. the walk take the dog for the walk menu is and you know i'm there like, i'm not like off in my own world yeah, so yeah, i'm yeah. helping him with it and so um you know I, it's it's weird because i'd like kind of activities we could all do together and that that just gets really hard with like three people at least with the games i have I'm, yeah there's I a... happily take recommendations but th- these are kind of my my approaches that have worked well yeah i was just going to say like certainly it, it is unfortunate that yoshi can't be three player right mm-hmm. um uh there are some games that allow it but they're they're tricky like the new super mm-hmm. mario bros u deluxe you can have four players on screen at once mm-hmm and man, I've never heard my wife swear so much <laughs> as when we play that game because it, it got to the point where like it started with my kid and I playing that together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he got kind of good at it. And then we incorporated my wife into it and she wasn't good at it. So my kid is playing. There's like a have you played that one? I don't even know. I've played so many. I probably have actually. I, I think it was originally on Wii or Wii U, and then it's mm-hmm. been ported to Switch. So there's a character named Nabbit in it, which uh, he basically... steals stuff. You have to chase him or something. Yeah, but when you're doing four-player mode or multiplayer mode, one of you can be him. Okay. And and so he doesn't take damage from enemies. Mm-hmm. And anytime he collects a power-up, he doesn't use the power-up. He just saves it. And if you get to the end of the level, then you get a. a a free life for whatever items you've collected mm-hmm. so he my kid loved playing that one and so it's a breeze for him like he doesn't worry about enemies at all he can just jump and mm-hmm. run through anything so he starts speed running and then because because you, he's running you can keep up well it's <laughs> like An- yeah it's like i could keep up andrew couldn't uh and it's like every now and then there's like you know a, a pipe jutting up out of the ground and if you're on the left side of that pipe as the screen is panning when the edge of the screen slams you against the pipe, you die. So he's like speed running through the levels, constantly killing her. <laughs> is uh, it's, how's it's, the accessibility? Is she able to get back in pretty quick? Yeah, but I mean, she's not Nabbit. Like we don't have nearly as many lives because he just like <laughs> he's just gathering them like crazy. So uh, eventually, she might run out of lives, <laughs> but. Nice. Uh, 
but that was a you you might have to wait a, a little bit longer till your youngest can can handle that game because it is a little bit difficult but that was a, an incredibly fun and frustrating experience simultaneously <laughs> because you can kill each other and it's not nearly as easy as yoshi right on. Uh, but it is it is a four player game um my kid really liked Mario Party, which is four player. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Mario Kart Eight is four player. Um, Mario Kart isn't that a little challenging? Like, can he compete? Well, he can now. Actually, when we started off, we would just do two player, just mm -hmm. like and um, you kind of like time trial type mode. Throw him a bone a little bit. Yeah. There's there was no AI, and and you know I'm not gonna just crush his spirit <laughs> by like beating him when he can't even like figure out how to do one lap. Yeah. But so I would basically just like hang out with him and like drive circles around him and like coach him on how to do it. And eventually he understood and could finish the laps. And so then we started doing it with like AI and he was not too happy at first, but like that I think is the game that taught him how to lose. Oh, wow. Like, like kids are not very good at losing. Yep. <laughs> but, but. You know, the first couple times he played, I think he was like maybe 12, maybe 11, and then eventually like six or so. And he, and he has actually finished first a couple times. Again, partially because I'm helping him. Mm -hmm. Like to me, when I'm playing with him, it's not about doing as good as I can. It's like about trying to help him. Like I'll hang back in third, like trying to shoot turtle shells at anyone that's getting close to him. Right on. Yeah. So I can help him win. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, you know, uh, he, he, I think he was four the first time he played that. Uh, and and now at, at six, he can play it effectively. So Mario Kart multiplayer, uh, Mario Party multiplayer. Unfortunately, I'm not seeing any other games on my list that were like three to four player. Um, yeah, one game I was thinking of, and I don't know how well it would go, but... Um... Uh, was the Zelda Four Swords? Mm. I keep it's almost like a it's not funny or anything, but I guess like a running joke or something. That uh, like so in the Zelda games, I think I've played like all of them right up until that one. Like the I played the first one, but I didn't play the second Four Swords game. Yeah, and so I'm I'm kind of like waiting for them to get old enough, and maybe I'm just gonna like try playing it and see how it goes. But uh, I had a blast with that game, and it's everyone plays it at the same time. And I think it is a game where I mean, you have to cooperate to do things. So yep. there's. I think there's the right amount of challenge there, but and yet, like when say there's like a boss or something, basically one person can kind of handle it while the other two like run around in circles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so the the cooperative things are less really hard boss fights and scary things, and more like like this guy has to stand on the switch while this other person has to pull this other thing. Like you mm. kind of place the characters in the right places to solve a puzzle. Mm. So um, I had that one in mind. I haven't like maybe it's totally not going to work out i haven't maybe another year maybe yeah, another yeah. year uh, but yeah. i mean so i mean that was one of the i didn't play that but i played um secret of mana mm -hmm. with my kid on co-op and and that's it's the sort of game where like if you play that single player there's an ai character running around with you that's kind of useless so oh switching yeah. that to two player wasn't a whole lot different <laughs> <laughs> it's at least as good <laughs> <laughs> yeah but but he he really liked that one uh and and that was cool for him where he's like getting to like equip the axe and chop down bushes and and stuff and like get practice yeah. controlling stuff and I, and I'm there as like the good player trying to like constantly bail him out and stuff like 
there's there's a different there's definitely a different challenge when you're like acting as the mentor and not yeah. just being like mad that the AI isn't doing what you want it to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so where you are helpless in that second situation. Yeah. So like I can totally imagine like the four swords being fun where it's like mm-hmm. you said one person could handle the boss on their own while the other two run around. So it's like if you're thinking of it as the challenge of like you've got to keep your your two little uh what 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 are they called in games escort missions where you've got to like keep an ai alive (laughs) (laughs) so um with with, uh, zelda four swords i i'm basing so i played the first one the uh the game Boy advance one yeah um and i'm making a perhaps blatant assumption that the uh gamecube one is the same type of game but one thing i know about the gamecube one that is different is that you can actually just play it single player Mm. and from my understanding basically it's almost like secret of mana where those little the other characters just become ai i don't know how that works with the puzzle stuff maybe they maybe you can switch between them or something but that makes me think at least for any like really hard like battles and stuff probably you you're basically alone you know what mm-hmm. I mean? like it, the the contribution to those scary parts that you need from player two three four is probably pretty nil just like yeah. in the secret of mana days so um yeah i'll report back when we finally play it nice yeah links links awakening is was one of my kids favorite um that was one where he largely sat beside me and like told me where to go and stuff because he he felt like he wasn't good enough to to take down the enemies Mm -hmm. but every now and then he did like ask for the controller and he would play stuff so eventually i think by the time we beat it and we were like super strong then he would just like load up the game afterwards and wander around by himself doing stuff oh wow um yeah but yeah, he he loved that game. Uh, cool. That's that's another one of those types of things that's more difficult with multiple kids because yeah. like it would require both of them being in the mood to to maybe play in that way. And then yeah. once one gets bored, like, what do you do? Right? You kind of cut the game early, and so it, you can only play it when yeah. everyone's super on board, or else kids are missing kind of like parts of the story. If if one person one one kid like goes off and does their own thing or something. Yeah. yeah. Um. And, and we have that's another thing that's interesting to call out too. I think is we we obviously sometimes like our daughter for example is doing a remote school sometimes mm-hmm. and so like maybe i'm so she does uh japanese school on saturday uh saturday mornings right now and so i generally take our younger son and we just do our stuff while she's doing that and so like if there's a game or a or a tv show we've been watching or you know that kind of one of those activities that continues excuse me over a long period of time mm-hmm. we can't do that right then because yep. my daughter will miss out and be upset right and so like you kind of have to like it just gets i can see that getting harder and harder in the future too obviously where like the kids are going to be doing different things at different times and so either each kid has their own game or series or they just don't care enough that when they miss stuff it doesn't matter i don't know it's just just something to make make it a little more challenging for us multi-kid people i I mean i can see both harder and easier in the sense that like uh maybe the schedules are harder to line up as they get older but also easier in that they'll be more patient waiting for the other person uh like when when my kid like we had played pokemon uh sword i think mm-hmm. last year yeah uh and like that was one where because there was so much reading involved mm-hmm. I, like i kind of had to play that with him like i mm-hmm. i was doing it and it, and it wasn't a two-player game uh so yeah. he, he's like telling me what to do and he's getting excited and or he would play and i would be reading stuff to him but he got so excited to do that that every now and then he would wake up at like six in the morning and he would play a whole bunch and just like skip through stuff. Skip the talking, yeah. 
<laughs> and so, I mean, that was annoying for me because <laughs> you like, load up. <laughs> you'd, you'd wake up to a totally different save file. Yeah. Um, so, so he kind of learned that I, I wasn't happy with him doing that. And, and he started getting more patient and would like play something else while I was asleep and then play that with me. Um, yeah, it, it takes a little bit of learning. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's anything of that nature I find is a challenge. Um, it's just a struggle with the kids fighting over who gets to do what. Um, so to your point that like, it's just something they need to learn. I think that regardless of games or non-games, <laughs> as soon as yeah. that element is there, it's just a little more challenging is, is just kind of how I uh, bookend that, that point. Yeah. Um, one, one game you guys could consider um, is uh, the let's go Pikachu or let's go Eevee. Um, it's a, that's it down. a, it's a, so it, it was modeled off of the original like Pokemon Yellow game. Mm -hmm. um, so it's it's like a single player JRPG sort of. Um, but they like simplified it quite a bit. So in, in the original, every single Pokemon you caught, you had to uh, fight against them and then weaken them and mm -hmm. then throw a Pokeball at them. And it was just like a menu option. Yep. Whereas in this one, when you battle trainers, you issue commands with your Pokemon and, and fight. But when you're catching Pokemon... It's almost like Pokemon Go on your phone where you just have to throw the balls. Uh, okay. And mm -hmm. so you, you use the Joy-Con to actually like do a throwing motion to throw your ball and, and you try to time it and get better throws and have to do like curveballs and stuff. Um, but it, it's also two player. Okay. So uh, the one player like walks around the map and engages in all the dialogue and stuff. But the, the second player also gets to throw a pokeball and like you can try to time your throws at the same time to have better shot at catching stuff and you both get to have a pokemon that you control in battle so the battles are like super easy because mm. you have two pokemon fighting one um so you might be at the age where your older kid could be like reading a lot of that stuff out loud while your younger kid is enjoying in the participation of playing along too i'll definitely check it out i've always found pokemon to be kind of weird in that way where it feels like there's just such a high amount of appeal for little kids mm -hmm. that they can watch the tv show and they can get the the stuffed animals and be excited about it and learn all the names but the game is just it's an rpg type thing and so like if you hand that to a three-year-old they're not going to know what to do right yeah um and so like they want to play it but get frustrated immediately unless i'm like baby stepping them through every single decision and movement and everything and so yeah. like, if there's i'd have to try the let's go series but um we've been kind of looking for a more uh i guess accessible it's Pokemon it, game it's it's the most accessible one especially yeah. because like i said you can do it two player so it's mm. like it takes so much of the challenge out of it cool and it's it's really just like a fun experience like i i was super disappointed that they've announced um they're making new pokemon remakes of i don't know silver or gold or something i i, I never really played them so i don't know what mm. the different versions are um I was disappointed that they've announced new remakes, but they're not doing it in the style of the Let's Go games because it was like absolutely perfect to play with a young kid. In their defense, I mean, every one of those games is so insanely popular. I, yeah. They probably have a fan base they don't want to disappoint. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it really worked because it, it, mm. because it took an old game and made it feel like a new, fresh game instead of just literally a remake with better graphics. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, 
but yeah, that, I, I feel that that's largely what we do is is co-op games. Like, I, he his definite preference is if we can both be playing simultaneously, that's what he wants to be doing. But um, like, we're playing a game right now. Um, uh, let me just make sure I get the name right. Uh, I think the company was Hello Games. Uh, Hello Games. Yeah, so Sean Murray, who did... Uh, that was the company that was behind No Man's Sky. Okay. Uh, which you may have heard of because of th- that was so incredibly controversial with how they overhyped the game and then didn't deliver on it. Oh, I know. But th- but they've, they've published a new game called uh, The Last Campfire. Okay. Uh, which is... Um, it's a it's a nice little single player puzzle solving game where you kind of move around in third person similar to, to, to Zelda games, but there's no combat in it at all. Um, cool. And and so that's single player and, and we just started playing that yesterday. And so it's interesting because like you were saying how like you didn't really want to play these single player games because you find that you're playing it most of the time. And he's now at the point where he's able to handle a lot of that. So he's mm-hmm. kind of taking the charge now. And he's playing this, and I'm kind of the one watching and and coaching him through. And every now and then, the puzzle's too hard, and he gives me the controller. But it's a I don't know an interesting progression where we are. <laughs> You've switched roles. Yeah, we are doing some single player stuff now too. So that's actually I think something that it doesn't seem to be a, a problem you have, but it's something I've kind of struggled with in terms of like playing games with the kids is just like finding fun for myself which sounds really weird i know but Mm. despite my own um interest in games i find being really subordinate or being super focused on making sure they have fun makes it not as fun an experience for me now it still can be fun and i just want the kids to have fun so if they're having fun that's great but like Mm -hmm. generally i find for example like for my, my son is really into um i don't even know what you call those things like like you have like a marble and you drop it and it goes through a course and you build the course yourself and it knocks right. over dominoes and like almost like a, what do they call those things? Rube, Rube Goldberg. Yeah. Yeah. One of those kind of, um, and so we're always like building those and he's so into it and I find it kind of interesting and like, uh, it's almost more fun for me. Like playing games alone is fun mm-hmm. or playing certain games that they're really into and we can hand the controller back and forth is fun. But I think I wouldn't necessarily enjoy, um, say, I mean, like you talked about playing Secret of Mana. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd enjoy... Well, it sounds like you were kind of able to just <laughs> put them in second, put your kid in second player for that game. But like a, mm-hmm. a game maybe where like you would have been able to power through it alone, but now it's going to take you four times as long to get through because you're playing with your kids. Mm-hmm. Maybe I, I sound horrible saying this. I just, I don't know. I just, I don't really find that fun unless it's really fun for them. And from what I've seen, they tend to kind of maybe get a little frustrated with certain games and want to do something else. And so I haven't felt the value in encouraging them necessarily to stick with it when they seem to want to stop playing the game and then go and like draw or go and like build these crazy contraptions and stuff. And so in that way, I think that's where maybe we've been kind of different. Like maybe your, your kid is just more into games or something than my kids have been, or maybe he's he's constantly begging me to play stuff. So, well, my kids do too, I think, but I don't know. I, I just feel like once we get playing, it just sometimes, it's not maybe the experience they thought it would be. Or like mm-hmm. sometimes my kids will like beg to watch movies or something. And I mean, we could just stick a movie on and they'll 
you know, not say anything and sit there for hours and just watch the movie. But like, it's not like we'd rather take them out somewhere. And then they end up having more fun, even though at first they thought they wouldn't. So just finding that balance, I think, has been kind of a challenge for me mm. um, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I, I can I can definitely see where part of that challenge just stems from having a third person there because it's like how do you maintain that third yeah. person's interests like no, no matter which person it is there's going to be someone who's less engaged than the other two <laughs> well uh, even uh even just quick one time like my, I, I think you might have a similar experience my wife is just not at all into games i mean she plays uh uh animal crossing mm-hmm and maybe a few other little things, but like not at all into like anything challenging or, or kind of like this, the level of stuff that I am. And so one time I was just trying to kind of introduce her to some things and we were playing through, like this is forever ago, but we were playing through the uh, Super Nintendo Zelda. Um, mm-hmm. And she got okay far, I guess. Like she got to the dark world. Like she didn't just quit out right away. She did a decent part, portion of the game, which was very interesting for me to be watching. <laughs> but uh excuse me i just found it really frustrating like i'm watching her like die against the easiest enemies and stuff i, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's it's it, the this problem exists with me and my level of patience <laughs> or something i don't know yeah. but like obviously if you if you switch out the adult you're you're doing this with with a, a three-year-old that loses interest with things fairly quickly <laughs> it's it's it, it becomes a frustrating experience for everyone right and so um we've gotten stuck on that a little bit i for me i find kind of the same thing like i i tried playing a link to the past with my wife several years ago and we got as far as i think escaping hyrule castle with zelda at the very mm-hmm. beginning of the game and then she just had no interest in continuing <laughs> um, right. like yeah she, she there are there have been games that she's been interested in mm-hmm. um like we really enjoyed playing fez together um yeah. But yeah, she's she's not nearly as into it. She has been recently, like because my kid is really into it. He's been pulling her into it, so yeah. they've actually played through a couple of games on their own that I didn't participate in, um, which has been cool for me. Just being able to see her getting some appreciating appreciation out of a hobby. Yeah, yep. and and I'm just like <laughs> not even involved. Yeah. Um. Uh. But yeah, I think there's definitely something to the fact that like he started off so completely useless and I was slowly coaching him on like, you know, letting him take his time with games where it's just like, there's no pressure. Just pick some flowers if that's what you want to do. Right on. Um, and, and he's been able to slowly build a comfort and I've never really had to get that frustrated with him. Like there, there have been some puzzle games that I've played that were frustrating because it's like, mm-hmm. we'll almost have it right like he's got to be like standing in a certain spot or something and then he gets impatient and he steps out of the way and everything falls apart mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then it's just like what are you doing <laughs> why do we have to do this all over again <laughs> uh but no it's it's been good i like probably untitled goose game is the example of where that's happened mm-hmm. where it's like um there's like a, a the, the the backyard with the fence and there's the two different neighbors mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you've got to kind of like organize yeah their behavior between each other and he'll like throw something off when i'm in the middle of something and then it just like resets all the progress i did yep um, been there with that game in that yeah. play. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 to the the same thing like that's a game that like kind of 
where you were saying like the games used to be like super difficult and stuff. It's like he hasn't really played any of these Nintendo difficult games, mm-hmm. but that was a game that I, I found super interesting because he, after we played that, got really into it and he would look up videos on YouTube and watch people playing through that game. And he started getting really interested in glitches and <laughs> and hacks and stuff. And so he's able to like use exploits to get like straight from the beginning of the game to the bar at the end of the game wow, without doing nuts. the whole rest of the game. <laughs> and, like, and so it's like, it's interesting because he's got this interested in like seeing how things work and seeing how he can break stuff. And to, to me, that's a much safer place than like him taking apart my toaster. Yeah. <laughs> fair. Fair. Very fair. Very fair. That's funny. Anyway, uh, we're coming up on about an hour here. So we are indeed. What, what what game are you playing right now? I can't remember if you mentioned at the beginning. I didn't. Um, I haven't really been playing anything. It's been kind of a busy uh, job cycle for me, so um, okay. not a lot going on. Uh, sneaking in some EVO every now and then. I mean, I'm at the end of this stupid game, right. and there's I could probably sit down for an hour and just finish it and be done with it. Um, but uh, I've been looking forward to playing Snatcher. Right. I feel like I've been talking about it forever. I uh, set the <laughs> system up. I was all excited to play it. And then just I decided I would finish uh, EVO and Final Fantasy IX. Uh, now I never want to play Final Fantasy IX again or eight <laughs> or any of them. When was the last uh, time you played nine? Uh, was it recent or did you give up on that? It's been quite a while. It's been probably a couple months. Um, yeah, I, I just have zero interest. I feel like I'm just crossing something off the list. Like I just want to be able to say to people, yeah, yeah, I played all those games. Of course I have. Um, and it's just not fun. This is totally not interesting to me at all. Totally, totally zero interest. Yeah. Um, EVO is more fun, um, which EVO, I, I, I overall like the game. It just drags. Like it's kind of not, it, it just feels at this point, like just another thing to check off the list also. Um, so how about you? Uh, working through the last campfire. So all three of us are, are doing that together, just chilling on the, the sofa playing that one. Right on. um, and then uh, when I'm getting the odd hour of spare time at night, I'm, I'm playing Sniper Elite 4. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, you know, nice, calm, arty, exploratory, peaceful games with my family during the day and then murder simulators at night. Right on. <laughs> That's the, the typical parent experience, I'm sure. Yeah. It's, or it's, not typical. It's, it's got this like really gruesome uh, kill cam thing where like you, you do like a headshot on someone from like 200 meters away and it like does a slow motion zoom in on the bullet as it leaves your gun and follows it all the way through their brain and you see, you see like their eyeball exploding out and the skulls fracturing and everything <laughs> like, are you uh, are you sure you don't want to play this with your six-year-old uh i've been considering it but i don't know what, i mean what... dory was scary right yeah. this will be fun yeah so. yeah anyway i guess that's yeah. a wrap that's a wrap all right well have a wonderful uh rest of your week